Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as actor. I look a bit like a fish from the side. Casper Jonkel and a bunch of other ones that you don't care about on Mad as Hell. Fill in the subjects. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Tosh Greenslade. Hello. Hi. Hello, Tosh. <laughs> I did consider changing my Twitter bio when I knew that I was going to come to do this. I was like, maybe I'll change it and make it good and, make, and not so... <laughs> change it and make it good. So, yeah, but like cool, like, oh, he's like a very famous celebrity. <laughs> but that would have come across just as sarcastic. But there's nothing I could have done. It's, it's interesting because we, uh, now that I'm doing this and people are aware of, of some of the format... Uh, I, I read out people's Twitter bios and the general response is, oh, I really have to change that. Yeah. Well, wow, it's out of date. No, mine's not out of date. <laughs> <laughs> still look like a fish, still only known by maybe five people in the entire world as Casper John Quill and still only in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rubbish. In social settings, Tosh, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, like, what do I do? Like when I say, oh, hi, I don't introduce myself, I get introduced. I mm-hmm. hate, yeah, I kind of hate meeting new people. Um, I, I kind of do a weird thing and go, um, I do a bunch of stuff until somebody that's near me that knows me goes, he's an actor, and then I go, yeah, and do a face. <laughs> It's because it's embarrassing to be like, I'm an actor. It's like that is just the height of cock to me, just being like, yeah, I'm an actor. And I, and I know people like that. No one that I work with because mm. I like them all. It's usually, usually the people that say I'm an actor are people that don't work. <laughs> it's usually that kind of like, yeah, I'm an actor. And it's like, oh, what have you done? And it's like, nothing. And it's like, yeah, go away. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't come to terms with, I haven't come to terms with the fact that people pay me to do pretending yet. But that's like, isn't that the fun thing? That's what you've always wanted to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's always yeah, yeah. Basically, I went to drama school. I dropped out of university to go to drama school. Um, I have only ever done this, and this is the only thing I could ever do. So, <laughs> so skills not yeah, many. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I feel, I th- that all sounds really bad. What I just said now. No, it doesn't. I just that's that's in my in my head. That's not me specifically talking about anybody going mm. fuck that person. That's like Bloody that's Harrison Ford. That's me an explaining actor. my complex. Mm. Basically, me going oh this is what people will think of me if I say I'm an actor. Does that make sense? It does. How do you then marry together, or what's the struggle for you? given that you sound like someone who, you know, doesn't want to necessarily meet a whole bunch of new people. You're quite happy to just sort of spend some time with yourself and that sort of thing. Yeah, I like my cat. I like my girlfriend. And then I have a few friends. And then I have a few more friends that I don't really see because I let, like, I will let friendships die <laughs> if if all my friends that I see <laughs> are very are the proactive friends that are like, hey, come out, come and do this, come mm. and hang out. I don't really see the ones that are like me until mm. it's like my birthday or something. And someone's made an effort, like a big effort to say, oh, I'm going to see Thomas or something. Yeah, well, they'll, no, they'll, I'll say, oh, I'll invite 
everyone's my birthday. That, that'll be like the one time that I invite anyone over. Other than that, like my girlfriend invites our friends over mm. or my friends invite me to do something and if I'm not too lazy, I will go. I'm a very lazy person in, in, in relationships and, and everything else. How do you reconcile that then to, to acting, which is a very intentionally extroverted kind of de- deal? Oh, no, I'm not saying that I'm not an extrovert. Oh, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm both. Like, if I'm in a, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this. But other times I'll perform for people. I don't know, I'm barely a human being. Oh, I'm gosh. barely a person. Rubbish. I'm barely even human. I'm just this thing that you can turn on and off. And it's temperamental. So sometimes when you try and turn it on, it doesn't work. And I just stand there in the corner and goes, no, oh, no one likes me here. That's me. Rubbish. <laughs> I don't a, believe you for a second. This is the most depressing episode yet. <laughs> Not at all. I, I, I do want to... more depressing? <laughs> <laughs> you have to name them. Look, that, that would be a very short podcast. Um, <laughs> but only because then I, that would be the end of the series. Yeah. As soon as I started naming who was more depressing than Tosh. Just dogging people. <laughs> just be like, yeah, did you see Steve's podcast? He just dogged a bunch of people on it. Tosh, <laughs> Tosh made him, but fair enough, he, he went for it. It'd be the most downloaded episode ever. Yeah. But that would be it. Yeah. Couldn't get anyone else to talk to me. You could just change the name to dogging people I've met. <laughs> Oh, well, and sadly, in in a reflection on our society, probably lots of people would be into that. Oh, I would. I'd listen to it every day. <laughs> I'd listen to it on like just twenty four hours a day. I would sleep with that on. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. No, Tosh. What is your experience of family? Uh phew, I've got one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two, actually, because I've got a cat and a girlfriend now. Ooh. That's my new family. Upgrade. Yeah. Well, yeah, cat. <laughs> um, no, I like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, I see I see my family from time to time. I don't see a lot of them a lot, but sometimes I see them. Mm. But to me, this is going to sound bad, but it's not. I don't put as much stock in family as Mm. other people do and I like I don't feel the need to be friends with people just because they're my family yeah but by that same token I'm not then saying that I don't like my family like I'm not I'm not going oh I hate my family Mm -hmm. I'm saying that I think like I like everyone in my family I think they're all very good yeah but I, I'm like if one of them did something bad, I wouldn't be like, oh, I've got to stand by them. Like if one of them joined the clan, yeah. I wouldn't be like, yeah, but they're family. <laughs> family comes before everything. <laughs> There's people like that, and they're like, yeah, family is the most important thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Like if I like you, I'll talk to you and hang out with you, and like, and we, we can we can chat and like. But you have to be a good person. You have to not. Like I'm not going to make any excuses for you just because we're related by blood. That means mm. nothing to me. But by that same token, family's fine. My family's like I, I got kind of I got lucky, so I'm not like oh, there's some real pieces of crap in my family. <laughs> you haven't had to excommunicate anyone for the KKK. No, membership. no, no, I haven't. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing. I I just I, I don't understand the whole blood is thicker than water thing because mm. it chemically, yes, it is. Water dilutes it pretty quickly. Yeah, um, but like I prefer just to 
pick out my friends and pick out like pick out people that I actually want to hang out with than than be forced to hang out with people just because we're related. Mm. But yeah, I do need to reiterate that I'm not just <laughs> crapping all over my family here. Welcome to Tosh Dogs' family. I think, <laughs> I think I think all of my family are fine and good people. Mm. But yeah, if they weren't or if something happened and mm. it came out that one of them was evil, I would easily excommunicate them. That would be like, and that's that's the same with me for everything. Like a lot of people, like they've got their celebrities that they like, yep. like sports stars, and it's like, oh, he punched his wife in the face, and you're like, yeah, but did she deserve it? It's like, no, no. If she, if 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 a, a sports star punches his wife in the face, I will just go, well, that's sad that I'm no longer a fan of you, but mm. I can't be your fan anymore because you're yeah. a piece of garbage. Yeah. Oh, but did she kick a hundred goals last year? Yeah, week? and I think a lot of people are like that for for family as well. Like mm. they'll make excuses just because they're related. Yeah. Like, no, then I'll like I'll I'll cut off a friend if a friend became a racist. Like if like you know how you always see like acquaintances or even friends and they post something rubbish on Facebook yeah. and it's like, Wow, you're a racist. I won't then go, Oh, that's a shame that you're a racist, but we're still friends. I'll just go, That's a shame that we're not friends anymore, delete. Yeah. Do you are you friends with many of your like high school friends on Facebook? Yeah, um, but like I was sort of a social drifter in high school, so I like had one or two friends in each group. So mm. I was very I wasn't I'm not friends with people that are on Facebook that I wasn't friends with at high school. Yeah, and I wasn't friends with whole groups at high school. Yeah, like I was I was I would hang around groups, but I'd be like, well, I've got two or three contacts in that group, and I've got two or three contacts in the cool group, and in the nerd yeah. group, and in like this group and that group. So lots yeah. of acquaintances across that. Yeah, so I won't have acquaintances on there. Mm. No, we're not friends. <laughs> have you have you had to um, block, delete, remove? You know, past friends or people that you have had as contacts, you know, friends on Facebook that have, you know, revealed their true self. Yeah, not really, because I don't have them there to start with. Mm. So I'll have to go onto other pages and find find them and attack them. <laughs> <laughs> I really like doing that, and I get in trouble off my girlfriend. But oh, I just I just love having it argue on the internet. I mm. really do. I love it. That's my favourite thing. It's pointless and it's time wasting. <laughs> but I just I enjoy it so much. Just tearing someone apart not not in a troll way mm. sometimes in a troll way but only if they're bad not like a, I won't be like Ugh, hate feminists because I'm, I'm I am a feminist I'm a big one um, but like racists and bigots and things mm. like that I'll have a I'll have a bit of a troll of them because <laughs> it's fun I always I always find it really entertaining it's a weird mix for me because on one hand I I know that not everybody is is a sharp tool a sharpened mm-hmm. tool so they they may share things that aren't necessarily well thought out that they you can see they haven't necessarily considered yeah just, oh I think that this is something and uh, the empathetic gentle side of me says that you know hey just you know kind of quietly come alongside them. did you know that this is the something something and the blah 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 uh, and then the um, that will look. It's time to grow up. Side of me says, no, no, don't do it privately. 
say that publicly, yeah, and maybe be a little bit terse with them. See, I, I yeah, I wouldn't be terse. I would. I'd rather just be a smartass. <laughs> that's where that's where I get my joy. Mm. Like, I never. I I'm never like, oh, shut up. But I I really just like to use them as a bit, almost just like you are now public comedy. Because <laughs> um, they are. Um, if you're a racist, you are just a setup to a joke. That's mm. basically all you are. You're not even the punchline. Yeah. There was a, an excellent um, kind of example of that. Uh, like it was being touted, and, and I saw it go around Twitter and Facebook. Um, oh, yeah, I think I saw that. Uh, you know, when, when smart people troll you. Yeah. And and I, I did go looking for all of the people listed in that. Couldn't find them on Facebook. I don't think it's real. So With that's the, my The setups are too concern. good. The it setups are too great. And it's like, it's just like, no, that feels like someone's written that. Yeah. Like when... The they... 5 out of 7 bit got me. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. It, it's the best film I've ever seen. I give it 5 out of 7. I don't, yeah, I don't believe that. Like, I just... I see those a lot and I feel like it's people being like, oh, I wish somebody would say this so I could use my killer put down. And mm. it's like, yeah, but it's a very specific thing for them to say. And so they just make it up. And that's a, that's a, oh, I don't like that. You need to live in the moment. I've just come back from LA. I've done a month of improv. Yes. You need to live in the moment. How, how was LA? What was, what was all that like? That's rough. That mm. city is rough and savage and a gigantic beast that will mm. just chew you every day. You just get yes. masticated. It's just vicious. But I really liked it, and I'm going to go back next year. <laughs> <laughs> what made it, what made it so vicious for you? Because you oh, were there with a reason. Just, like... Yeah, it's just huge. I think just the vastness of it. It's like, oh, okay, so I need to just pop up there. It's like 40 minutes later. Yeah. I'm here. And that's even without traffic. It's just like, well, it's a 40-minute drive for something that I would normally do in 20 if it was in a tiny little city like Melbourne. Yeah. And it's just so big. Like, I ju- you just you don't really understand it until you've driven around there. It's like this is big on a whole the other The geography level. is amazing. Yeah. Like I remember, my my touch points around LA um, all come out of television or film mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. So I remember the first time that I crossed the mountains. Um, so when you fly into LA, it's sort of this lovely Santa Monica bit and all that's a nice beachy thing, and yeah. then the basin kind of spreads west east from there. Uh, and from the airport, northwest is where the actual Hollywood bit is, where there's the Chinese theatre and all of that sort of yep. stuff. Behind that, then, is a mountain range, yep. which has the Hollywood sign on it. Tucked in just on the other side of that is where the studios studio are. Studio City, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of that. And it is legitimately just studio, studio. And everything for miles around that is about services funding or bleeding into the studios. That's where all of the big TV networks and movie studios have their massive tower offices and all of that sort of crazy stuff. Yeah. But that's the edge of the San Fernando Valley, which was made famous in Karate Kid, people. <laughs> but that is that just is suburbia for hundreds of, what feels like hundreds of miles. Yeah. Just stretches out and I just look at it and go, I feel so depressed. Yeah. I drove Mulholland Drive and I was like, oh, it just sort of goes along the top of the, yeah. the west of the city. That's all it does. And I drove for like an hour and a half and I was like, this is long. Yeah. This is a very long road. Yeah. Everything is so big. Like, everything is... But also flat as well. 
Yep. Only this only downtown is really that that high. Mm. Everything else is just like oh, maybe four or five stories at most. Like, yeah. You could pack way more into this. You're not even trying, LA. And there's so many people. Yeah. It's and and the road infrastructure is appalling. Yeah. And they have no real public infrastructure. They have buses. Do you know they used routed. to have they used to have an underground subway, much like New York. But I think it was the it was the tire companies. I think bought <gasps> bought the whole thing, and then they just filled it with cement. They're like, nah, drive, and just filled it literally. So My there's all these tunnels goodness. underneath underneath LA that are just packed with cement, and you can't like you can't get cement out. That's like, you know, red wine that starts, does not come out. I wonder how many um, politicians or people that tried to stand in the way of that are in that cement. Yeah, I doubt there was many that wanted to stand in the way of money. It's, it is it's such. But now a they're rebuilding. Now they're building another. Place. They're building a subway again. And it's like you had one. Yeah, and you deliberately broke it. But it's it's like the main the main thoroughfare uh, freeway. Is it the the four hundred one? I can't remember what it is. That basically splits beachside LA and industrialish side LA. Um, Right, it kind of goes straight up the middle. That's the one that you catch. That if you want to head out to Santa Monica and all of those sorts of things, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the, but it is a nightmare. The ten goes like a cross. The ten goes from downtown, yes, to Santa Monica. Look, this is not a geography podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that being in LA makes you do. It makes you just do roads all the time. It just makes you talk about roads. Yeah. When I was there for like a week, and I was talking to my friend who lives there. And I was like, oh, I'll come and meet you. I was like, I'll take this road to this road to this road. And she was like, you're fitting in already. That's, but it's like that, that SNL sketch, the yeah. Californians. That's literally what it turns yeah, into. Yeah, they all talk about... The roads. Yeah. And that's all you do. You talk about the roads and if there was traffic. And that's your life. Yeah, because, because it is so controlling. You're right. It is something that in Australia we would see, oh, from get to A to B, I'll do this. Or I know that I'll just get on here and I'll get there in 15 minutes. Yeah. In LA, that's an hour. Yeah, and that's not peak hour, and that's not without a, a, a you know a car breaking down or an accident. Yeah, but still, there's so much opportunity there. That's the other thing that you, being there, it's like I would hate to be poor here. Like this is probably the worst place. Well, the third world maybe, but like I just I would never want to be poor there. But there's so much opportunity as well. Just everything is full of opportunity. It's like well, potentially you could become a star tomorrow. It's or American optimism. All or up. You could, yeah. yeah, or you could die in the gutter and no one would care. Yeah, they'd step over you to go into the restaurant. Yeah. So the the reason you were in LA was for these improv classes. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? <laughs> what was it about? Tough. Like I, I no, I think I, I think I'm shit at improv. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing on the show on Mad as Hell that I, I'm like, oh no, I have to do improv. I'm shit at it, and it scares me. So I was like, well. Put yourself on the other side of the world and forced yourself to do it for a month. Mm. And so I did. I went to Second City in UCB. And UCB's great. Oh, so good. So good. And I just saw heaps of shows. And I was just like, oh, I just want to do that. And then I came back to Melbourne and it's like, oh, there's not a giant thing here. There's a few small mm. a few small places, which I'm going to try and get in, involved with. But it's like... No one cares in Melbourne. That's the other yeah. thing. You get back to Melbourne, it's like, oh, no one cares about me here. And no one cared about me in LA, but it felt like someone might. <laughs> it felt like there was a chance that somebody could care about me there. Mm. I come back to Melbourne, it's like, no, no one cares about you. Oh, 
I, I look. I would. I would politely disagree. I think that there are. Uh, well, given that you know the show that you're working on uh, is going into its fifth season next year. Sixth. Sixth. Sorry, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> um, that, that there's at least a bunch of people there that care about you, and care about what you do and how you go. Oh, like as in the the people that run Mad as Hell. Mm. Yeah, they give me a job. I don't know why, but they do, and they keep giving me a job, which is I am appreciative of. Mm. I am very happy to do my dream job. I'm very happy for them to give me that job every year. Mm. Um, just everyone else doesn't care. Okay, example. Anytime anybody ever recognises me, which is very rare, like no mm. one really recognises me ever, but when they do, they go, oh, are you on, you're on Mad as Hell, aren't you? And I go, yes. And they go, hi, what's your name? And I'm like, why are you coming to me to, just don't, just don't. We don't, if you don't know my name, it's not worth having a chat. <laughs> it's just... And that's, like, every time, like, no one knows my name. No one's ever like, hey, it's Tosh. Everyone's always like, are you on Mad as Hell Festival? Not, you're on Mad as Hell. They're like, are you? I think I think you are. And then I go, yes, and they go, oh. And then they introduce themselves and they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, my name is Dirt. My name is... I have no name. My, my father name. gave me no name when, when he sired me. <laughs> My name is Sean McAuliffe. We just use a lot of makeup. My name is Sean's friend. <laughs> Not even that. Sean's employee. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. No. I Welcome like, to the I grim look at television, people. <laughs> it, it's getting... He oh. refuses to speak to me. <laughs> he communicates through an, he just, an assistant. Yeah, he will not speak to me at all. No, not even that. He just, like, he won't acknowledge my my presence. I'm like, hi, Sean, and he just completely... He'll blank me or he'll just spit on the ground mm. or... I've heard that. I've heard that he when you guys have to do a, a tufa, yeah. that his eye line has to be completely separate from you. Well, it is anyway because he's using AutoQ. But... <laughs> but I'm using it as well probably. So, And he writes the whole show and all I have to do is learn my lines and I don't even do that. What a waste of a person. <laughs> what a waste of an employee I am. They could have got so many young, promising comic actors and they picked me and now they're stuck with me sitting on set reading off a little machine. <laughs> and that has summed up the Australian television industry. <laughs> it's either big pieces of cardboard people or it's a teleprompter. Yeah, that's why, that's why no one else hires me because I get to the auditions and they're like, I'm like, where's the, where's the teleprompter? That's a lie. Mm. I don't get auditions. <laughs> no one wants to know me. Oh. Most depressing episode yet? Is it yet? No, we're still doing all right. All right, cool. So far, so good. What do you do? I was beaten as a child quite savagely. <laughs> I wasn't. My parents were really nice and they spoiled me. <laughs> That's almost worse, isn't it? Yeah. I was spoiled to the point that I became a psychopath. I'm not a psychopath. I didn't think you were. Promise. <laughs> we Josh, are the only ones in this room. We are. What do you do really well? Oh, nothing at all. Gosh. Um, oh, what do I do really well? See, that's the other thing. Like, I feel like I've got this, this guilt complex. I can't give myself praise. But in my head, 
I am a narcissist. That's where most of my angst comes from. Me thinking I'm not good enough or having the proof that I'm not good enough while at the same time being a rampant narcissist. <laughs> Just being like, I'm better than half the people on television. Why am I not on television? This is bullshit. But at the same time then going... Oh, I'm not on television. Well, I must be shit. And it's those two in my head just beating each other up <laughs> while I sit on the couch. Uh, wasn't do that do really well? Isn't that every actor's experience, though? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you have to be like maybe kind of a narcissist to get into the game. And also it helps to have some level of self-loathing to drive you. Yeah. Like it's, you almost have to prove yourself wrong. And it keeps you humble. I hate people that aren't humble. Like, yeah. I really do. I just, I, that's, so that's, yeah, why I can't really let any of the narcissism out. <laughs> but, ah, oh, back on the question, mm. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I cook a lot. That's, that's one thing I do really yeah. well. I cook every, like, everything in our house. My girlfriend bakes a bit and sometimes she'll cook dinner, but I'm like, get out of my kitchen. <laughs> I'm like an anti-misogynist. <laughs> but to the point that I'm a misogynist again, just like, Ugh, get the women out of my kitchen. <laughs> but that's not just the women. Get the men and everybody else out of my kitchen Get as everyone well. that's not Tosh out yeah, of the kitchen. that's mine. But is, I do that a lot. Is there a specific dish that, that is your favourite to prepare? No. See, the problem with being a white person, I think, mm. is that your cupboard is filled. Like, if you go to, like, a... This is generalising and probably mm. racist. You go to a Chinese person's cupboard and it's like, oh, there's lots of Chinesey sort of foods in there. Mm. Or you go to an Indian person's cupboard and there's lots of Indian-y kind of foods in there. This is... I'm talking about people that are from those places, not... Yes. Not, like second or third generation Australians where I'm just like, yeah, you're, you've got lots of chutney in your cupboard, don't you? Like Bill Leake. Um, <laughs> I, no, I... Um, well, he's a dick, isn't he? Yes. Um, Proving it more and more each day, sadly. But, like, you go to, like, a, a white person's cupboard and it's just like, well, there's, like... Uh, a giant thing of curry powder with one spoon taken out of it from that one time you cook curry <laughs> or there's like a huge bottle of some obscure soy sauce that you only really need for one thing that you mm, ever cooked. Yeah. That's that's my cupboard is just full of that sort of thing. And so I like I'll just cook everything and anything. Yeah. I don't think I'm very good at stir fries though. And that's unfortunate because I I do like them. But I just it's the one thing I just I can't do it. I just can't. I can't get the pan hot enough because yep. it smokes up my house. I need a wok burner in yep. my house. If I get rich, I'm going to buy one of them. Yep. Like they have it. Like they're actually not that expensive. No, no, no. Like a an industrial. Oh, one. a proper proper. If I buy something, I'm buying a real thing. <laughs> I've got like a sous vide. I've got like a water circulator really? sous vide. Yeah. Wow. I've got lots of things. <laughs> that you got for that one dish that I one see, time. No, see, I use the I use the circulator a bit. But I, I do spend a lot of money on cooking things and food. What's it like? Like everyone has a go-to karaoke song, though. What's the, what's the dish that you... I don't I want to cook something, I'll cook this. Uh, I don't... Yeah, still, there's, there's like... There'd probably be like 20 of those things, I mm-hmm. think. 
every like my birthday every year I do like I cook a lot of American food and yes. it kills me that American food has taken off now because I was I was I was you before that I I I was before the wave crested and now it's just crashed down and everyone's like pull pork I'm like get in the toilet <laughs> I I was eating pulled pork before you even knew the word. <gasps> it makes me so mad. And now when I make it, and I'm like, I make my own barbecue sauce. Yeah, like, oh. I make cornbread. I make mac and nice. cheese. I make brisket. You go proper. I, like, I do, like, everything. Yeah. And now it's just like, well, that's not really, that's not impressive at all. You're a ter- And I'll, like, make different kinds of barbecue sauce. Mm. So I'll make, like, Carolina styles, like the two Carolina oh, styles, yeah. like a mustard style and a vinegar style. I make like a Texas style out of Coke. Yeah. Like I do like lots of things and still it's just like, yeah, but everyone's doing that now. And it's like, yeah, because everyone's a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I will depress you a little bit. I went to a, um, a burger joint in, in Brisbane recently. Yeah. That is it's just like, I don't think it's a franchise. I think it's just a joint. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be in the most inappropriate place ever, but we went there and they do that whole, you know, we, we pull our own pork and, you know, smoke our own brisket, make our own sauce and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I had a sexual experience eating one of their burgers and some Just of their fries. Just in the bathroom? Was, no, out in the open. Like, Did the like, police have to come? It was awkward. <laughs> like, like, I'm You up on the table, urethra stuffed full of fries. <laughs> I jizzed salt. <laughs> ejaculating, ejaculating chips into a into a hamburger. It, it, but it most was, depressing and most revolting. We're it, at that. We're at that level now. We are. Yeah. I, I moaned every time I put a little bit of the 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 meat in my mouth. It was that good. Now, and the, I say this. Just that can be the highlight clip that you play. I moaned a little bit when I put the meat in my mouth. Yeah. That's all. Just like listen in, listen in, and then people, episode. yeah, and then people listen to it. And it's just like, yeah, that was just like this sad white guy <laughs> whining. That sounded like that was just a guy that sounded like Hamish Blake had a stroke, <laughs> whining, whining into, whining to a microphone for like half an hour. That was the worst. I was expecting some some hot action, <laughs> like Hamish Blake had a. Oh, I'm, I'm well aware. Oh. I know what I sound like. Oh. I've always sounded like this, though, so don't... I'm not biting his style. Certainly not biting his paycheck. Jeez, mm-hmm. all. he could support you and a few other actors. If he wants to. Like, I'll put it out there, Hamish. If you're, uh, if you're keen to throw a bit of money around, uh, I would happily accept, like... 30 or 40 grand, like mm. just popped in my bank account. I would love that. Or a job. Yep. Or a job. Or a, I know he's got them. Um, if he can get me a pair of Yeezys, like the Yeezy 2, <laughs> I know he's got them. Um, I've seen pictures. Just slinging my way, mate. Yeah. Solar red. Uh, yeah, the black solar red pair. That'd be lovely, Hamish. <laughs> Andy too. Like, if Andy wants to give me some money, I'm not going to throw his money away. They could sponsor you, like well, like well Vision. They encourage you to yeah, sponsor kids in Africa. That's what, like, for. I've that's I I would do so well if actors. I didn't have to do other jobs. Like, if mm. I could just spend my days, you know, just just hanging out, waiting for it, waiting for the phone to ring, instead of having to like do work, waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> They could really help me out, but mm. they don't. So I think they're bad people. That nice guy image is um, bullshit. Rubbish. They won't support me. Their writers are so fierce. They won't support me. 
No. They're very mean people. Yeah. Hamish Sandy, you, unless you give me a pair of Yeezys, <laughs> you're bad people in your hearts. <laughs> this is the worst blackmail ever. <laughs> the worst emotional blackmail I've ever heard. Hey, people who've never heard of me, if you don't give me something, then you are rubbish bin people. That's not nice to say they haven't heard of me. <laughs> I'm a very famous man. You are. You're I'm on the on, television. I'm on that Sean McCallum show. <laughs> Aren't you on television? Yeah, I am. Hi, my name's Tosh. Do you know Sean? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I know him to talk. I've got his number in my phone. Sometimes I show people, but I cover up, like, the numbers, and I'm like, look, look what I've got. And they're like, wow, you're a cool guy. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Go home, and that'll last me a week. That'll, that's, that's enough to get me through a week without throwing myself off a building. Oh, that's bad. I'm yes. not going to throw myself off a building, I promise. No. I promise. This episode is just trigger warnings. <laughs> just, man... <laughs> I did have a man stuff his urethra with fries and, and, and shoot them into my face. Whoa, where, was my, where was my chip dick trigger warning? Where was it? If you've ever had people stuff fries into their penis and shoot them at your face... I apologise, I do. There are so many questions I have. <laughs> Contact me because we have to podcast. Yeah, yeah, pop that on the podcast. If that's really happened. That'd make a million dollars. And then, That'd be like cereal. You could make the new cereal. Oh, finding the person that that had the chip stuffed in there. Just chip dick. Yeah, you could just do like a whole, just like a bit of twinkly music. <laughs> that's all it needs. That's all that humans of Twitter is missing. Yeah. to become the next cereal is that yeah. we don't have decent post production. So you uh, you you stuff the the chips in your dick. That's me talking to Chip Dick. <laughs> See, that, Next time on Serial. I don't understand. I don't understand the why people... Like, I get that's an interesting story, but why yeah. people are so fascinated with Serial when really it's just an elongated news report. Yeah, I like it because it's like a mystery. I like mysteries. And it's like, ooh, maybe I can... I like pretending um, that I'm qualified to be a detective. <laughs> and... But I did feel bad. Like, after that one, it's like, mm. there's still, like, a real dead girl. Yeah. And, and a, a real whole family. Yes. Of a dead person that you've turned into a character now. Mm. And people and people talk about them like it's a character. It's like, oh, Adnan, did he, did he do it? And it's like, that's a real man in jail. Yes. That maybe killed a woman, but mm. maybe didn't kill a woman. And if he didn't kill a woman, he's wrongfully in yeah. jail. I do feel a bit bad being entertained by that. That's why I think the second season it'll be a bit better, like, because I won't feel as guilty because it's just like a guy that maybe joined the Taliban, That's <laughs> which is interesting. Mm. You know, I think they're very good at storytelling. That's, that's the main thing about it. I think they're very good at doing their jobs and that's making a story out of something that would normally just be like, that's a sad story. Mm. And they turn it into an entertaining, like, oh... What happened next? That sort of thing. It it, it perplexes me. It really does. Because I, I, I get the mystery. I understand all of it. But I just look at Cyril and go, yeah. I, 
it, it's not for me. There are more interesting podcasts out there, people. Ooh, I'm like, not suggesting like that this one is. No, no, no. I, I don't I, yeah, I got this miserable, this miserable Z-less actor on. If you've made it this far into Humans of Twitter and you're listening to Tosh and I still, <laughs> after all these episodes and all the way through this episode, trust me, I'm not trying to carry your favour. Yeah, Serial was pretty good, but, you know... <laughs> They didn't. They didn't beg Hamish for a pair of his shoes. <laughs> they didn't talk about a, you know, a Los Angeles road geography for about ten minutes. Yeah, you can probably edit that bit out. Bit where, where I just try and remember the name. I think it's the one ten that goes up. Uh, I ten. No, no, the one ten. So the ten goes across, and mm-hmm. I think the one ten goes. Oh, or it might be the one o five. It's a road. Now I'm thinking it's the one o five. Back on it, back on the top. <laughs> we are so on topic. <laughs> we have launched this. Have you even gone? You haven't even got through your questions. What? I've just been whining. It's not designed to get through all the questions. Oh, okay. We're through the looking glass, people. It's it's to be conversation prompts. Okay, good. So for when I feel that you know this topic has maybe met its end. So when I get back to roads, yeah. It's what's time the next to ask one? The next what's the, let's do it. Let's do another one. I'm curious about these questions, actually. Do you have? Um, uh, no, let's not ask this one. Oh, no, no, that could go to a very dark and horrible place. <laughs> Look, any of these questions could go to a very dark and horrible place, Tosh. So I'll ask you this one, and it's going to go to a dark and horrible place. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Oh, God. That's just depressing. <laughs> last, last year, actually, last year was so good for me. Like, oh, this year's been pretty good as well. But last year, I did two seasons of, mm-hmm. of uh, Mad as Hell. Yes. I flew down to Tasmania and did two short films. Yes. I did a feature film. I was just like, that working, year. Working. That year, I did two episodes of Dirty Laundry last year. That yeah. year was packed. I was just like, this is, I have, that is a good year. Next year, 2015, that's going to be an even better one. And then I did a series of Mad as Hell. Then I got cancer on my foot and had a skin graft. What? And so I was on the shelf for like. Uh, uh, probably two, a good two months. But you got a comedy show out of it. Like, you should be at the Fringe talking about your cancer foot. I should, but it was just me lying in bed, gaining weight. That's all it was. <laughs> just me going, no, oh, great. Uh, yeah, no, I had, like, real cancer. Genuiney, mm. Tosh is a cancer survivor. That's me. Came so, on the foot? So brave. Radiation? What'd no, you do? I just had it chopped off. But it had to get cut out and I had to have... A... Oh, not your foot. You had the, the cancer cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to have a skin graft put on. It was melanoma. So don't get sunburned. Um, all right, I'm going to ask an awkward question. Did you spend a lot of time with your shoes off when you were a kid? How I don't. I think thongs, maybe. But yeah. even like apparently, like getting sunburned badly once or twice—that's enough to just later in life just be like you got cancer now. Like, it's, but anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you, sunburn on the shoulders doesn't mean you'll get melon over there. It just means. Oh no, that... no, yeah. But I like. I think. I guess at one point I would have gone to the beach. Yeah. And like gone in the ocean or whatever, and got sunburned on my feet, yeah. or had thongs on and got a bit sunburned on my feet enough times it's it's just that sort of thing and when you're putting on sunscreen you put it on your legs you put it on your arms your face your neck yep. that's it and then you're like oh what am I going to wear on my feet I just chuck thongs on you don't usually go mm. oh I need to sunscreen up my feet because I'm going to be wearing thongs because yeah. you don't know what you're going to wear on your feet and so you get sunburnt feet but I got yeah I was on my toe and I was, and I was there for a long time and like I went <laughs> no this, don't ever do this anybody with a <laughs> Suspicious. What am I saying? Anyone with a suspicious spot, uh, don't do what I did. I went and there was a man. And he said, "Oh yeah, it's fine. 
keep an eye on it and then it sort of grew a bit more and I went back and he was like eh, it's still fine but I can do a biopsy and I was like no I hate needles I'm not having that done and, so, and then it grew a lot what? more and then I went to another place I was like maybe that man's not the best uh, and I went to another place and they were like get that cut off like immediately yeah. just just book in just do it get it cut off and I was like okay and then I did the whole season of Mad as Hell and then by the end of it the lady rang up and was like Hey, just checking. How'd it go? Like, did they do the like what yeah. what came back when they cut it off? And I was like, oh, I didn't get it cut off yet. And she was oh. like, what? And I was like, oh, I just I got I had to do the show. And she's like, you need to go to the hospital right now and get it cut off of your foot. And I was like, oh yeah, well yeah. And then like she rang me the next week and was like, you need to do it. Like she was panicked and like leaving messages on my yeah. phone and everything. I was like. Jesus, calm down. And then, I, went and then I, I got it cut out. And then the doctor was like, yeah, that was a, that was melanoma. We cut it all out. So it didn't go in the lymph nodes or anything. Mm. But he was like, that was definitely 100% cancer that could have killed you f- forever. Metastasized and eaten your um, foot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And he's like, yeah. And then so they had to take like another centimetre around it. And it was already pretty pretty big. So I've got like, yeah. oh, I'd say the size of a 20-cent piece skin graft put on my foot. Wasn't allowed to walk at all for a week. And then after that, still on crutches for oh, yeah. ages. And then just it was horrible. Like just the worst. Like literally could not like had to lie in bed with it elevated yeah and then if i needed to go to the toilet i could get on the crutches and go to the toilet really quickly and then have to go straight back to bed like not allowed to go anywhere and it sucked wow. and so yeah i couldn't go to the gym for like two months and so i, I didn't go to the gym for like six months because i was like well i'm out of, ha- <laughs> out of the habit now um and i just sat in bed and i'd be like bring me chicken chips and then i'd just eat a whole 200 gram bag of chicken chips i'm just like this is a bad place to be (laughs) taking painkillers that were just making me sleepy and not even good painkillers like rubbish ones where it's like all that's done is made me tired and killed my pain like why would you Mm. not give me heroin (laughs) (laughs) if i'm going to take hard drugs and i don't but if i'm going to Please give me some very hard drugs. Do it properly. Yeah, give me something I can get addicted to. The, I, I, actually, the ones I got, I, you can get addicted to, but I don't know how because they were rubbish. I was like, this is crap. I, feel, I, I just you? feel a bit sick. Like, I'm not going to get addicted to feeling a bit sick. <laughs> uh, and so then after that, then I went to Edinburgh this year. I'm just going through what I did this year. Yeah. I went to Edinburgh for a month and did the Fringe because I got a call like two weeks mm-hmm. before the... Edinburgh Fringe from a friend and he was like oh we had someone drop out of a play how quick can you learn a whole play and I was like well pretty quick <laughs> so I went to Edinburgh and slept on a couch for a month that was fun and then I and then I went to LA for a month so like really the space where I could have worked this year there was wasn't a lot yeah but at the same time I st- I'm still very depressed that I don't feel like I've done much work this year. I'm like, so what no, are you achieving in the next 12 months? What are you going to do? Go back to LA, kill more of my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got into, I auditioned and I got into Groundlings, so I have to oh, go back awesome. within a year to do that. Yeah. Um, and I That's really to, good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's easy to get in. <laughs> well, they let me in. Um, and I want to do more at Second City and more at UCB. Um, and so I'll have to go for two months and I'll have to find money. So, you know, that could be where, you know, Hamish makes up for 
all his years of neglect. Yes. And, and you know, just chucks me a bunch of money to go over there. He could be your generous benefactor. Yeah, that can be my my grant. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll do things for that money, like bad, horrible things that I could never tell anyone. <laughs> if he wants, I don't know him. I don't know what he likes. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that about him. He's going to give me a lot of money. Would be, he yes. would never do that to me. But if you do, Hamish, I'll, I'll, I'll let it happen. It'll just happen. And, um, and we'll never talk about it. But I will need probably fifty fifty thousand $50,000 because I want to fly first class. <laughs> it sounds like you're pissing it all up against the wall for not very much. No, that's enough. That's enough. I'm very cheap. Um, I work on the ABC. You have to be. Uh, yes. I'm doing Mad as Hell. Yeah, that'll, that'll be happening. Yes. And I'll... Look, I'll try and do stand-up. I always say I will. Mm. I've written about 15 minutes. It's probably bad. It's probably not very good. But I'll have a go of it. Uh, so if you see me around doing bad stand-up, introduce yourself. Ask my name. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, Ask if me. people know who you could be. Yeah, yeah. Just go, do you do stand-up? Yes. What's your name? Oh, thank you. <laughs> you didn't just hear me say it when I introduced <laughs> myself. Well, Tosh, thank you so much. Oh, that's for... okay. I apologise for this entire thing. I, I, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm sorry. This is one listen you're not going to get. <laughs> I just feel like that entire podcast is horrible. Um, and <laughs> We'll fix it in post. And people, people will get... Ten minutes in and go, he's saying the same things over and over again. He's shitting on himself. He's begging. He's talking about roads. Mm. Like it's, there's, if you put the highlights on there, Mm. if you're going to put, like you're going to be like, it'll be like Tosh whinges, Tosh talks about roads, Tosh begs, Tosh whinges, Tosh begs, (laughs) Tosh talks about roads for a little bit, Tosh whinges and begs. That's basically it. I think. I think you've summed it up. Yeah. So like I don't know. This isn't interesting. I'm not interesting. It's me whining. I don't think there's any insight into a human. I'm not a person. I'm sorry. I'm not a there person. Is, there is far more insight than you give yourself credit for, Tosh Greenslade. Thank you for sharing thank what you, you have for, with us. Thank you for thinking that I'm worth doing this. Very, very, yes, very interesting. You're, please know that you're highly valued and the things that oh. you shared today are very special. <laughs> they are. <laughs> A urethra packed with French fries. <laughs> Maybe not special enough. That's horrific. It is. That's going to give me nightmares. It's a pretty bizarre mental image that I have right now. Yeah. I feel like anybody with a visual mind is going to listen to that and just go into shock and start weeping wherever they are. I've just wrecked someone's life. Or we've created the new, you know, sort of subculture oh God, shirt icon. Not. Oh, in, God. In, in dick chip. Oh, God. No. So, clearly you're on Twitter, Tosh. Are there any other social accounts that you want to own up to? Oh, like real Mark Latham? That's me. Um, I figured. It had your handprints all over it. Because I hate women. Um, <laughs> I don't. Mark Latham might. I'm not going to defame him. Mm. <laughs> in, I can't afford it. In my opinion... Oh, no, I, I just hate him as a man. Uh, whoo, I'm on Instagram. I've got yes. an Instagram. That's just the same, Tosh Greenslade. I've got a Facebook, but mm. I'm not going to tell you what that is. <laughs> you, you've got it. Yeah. But 
I do get a lot of older men trying to groom me. I don't know what it is about my face or what it is about me that says, yeah, try and trick him into wanking with you over Facebook chat because I get it. Like, mm. it's like, it's strange. Like, I'll get guys being like, oh, yeah, you, you, just weird stuff where it's like that. I know what you're doing there. Like, being like, oh, yeah. Like I, I, I guess I would, I would look at you naked if you wanted to send me a picture. I don't know. Yeah, like I would it's hate just it like if, if we both had our pants off. I so women out there that get those horrible oh. that straight white boys texting Tumblr. I'm just like, yeah, it's not just straight white boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's older non-straight boys. Like men just do not know how to seduce people. No, I don't care if you're gay, straight, or in between. You don't know how to seduce people, and it's obvious. I'm really surprised that we, as a species, have managed to procreate yeah. as often as we have and, and slide into this world of monogamy. Yeah. Because you're right, dudes, no, no idea. Yeah, but I had to change. I think it was after Dirty Laundry, um, and a bit after Mad as Hell, but I just had, like, I would just get every every month or so another guy just pop up trying to skis on me. Just like, what is happening? Like, am I really giving off the vibe that I'm that easy? Wow. Like, I don't care if I if I give off the gay vibe because I probably do. <laughs> but, like, am I giving off the I'll just have sex with a person off of Facebook vibe? <laughs> is that that's that's what I've got a problem with? I don't. I didn't even know that was a thing. Nor did I until it started happening to me. And then I was like, this is what women feel like. Gosh. Well, this has been Humans of Twitter. And I can confirm that at Tosh Greenslade is indeed human. I am. (laughs) (laughs) This has gone on for too long.